0: And welcome to broadcast His love. This is going to be a fun episode because we have three ladies on this podcast. We all have blonde hair, and we all love the (laughs) Lord, and we all love creating things for Jesus. It just looks different for each one of us. We have different gifts and talents, and so the first person I'm going to introduce you to, Kelly Caffey. She's the owner and operator. She's also the creator. Of Bespoke. Hi, hey, <laughs> and then Lisa Landis. She's the CEO of Bespoke, which means okay, the chief encouragement officer. Can I amen. get an amen? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Lisa is also a life coach, and so we're going to get encouraged by Lisa on this podcast for Christ to step out and use our gifts and abilities for Him. And we're also going to hear from Kelly. Talking about what she's doing for the Lord on Etsy, which you can look it up while we're talking if you're interested in bespoke home (laughs) goods. Um, But how are y'all doing today?
1: Great. How are you? Great. Just super encouraged to be
0: here. Yes. Yes. Ditto. Yeah. We told each other before, we're just going to stir each other's pot like for the Lord. We're just going to, all that encouragement is rising up. And I want to know how you all started because I found you all on Instagram, beautiful Instagram. Then I go. To your etsy page and all this beautiful scripture that you've put on wood that everybody i could see having this in their home i mean this is so beautiful
2: how did you start doing this kelly thank you uh well it's been um kind of a long journey of just exploring kind of how god wants to use me and um started beginning of last year i started really just by opening just the Instagram page. And I thought, well, let's just start putting some creative stuff out there and see how God wants to use that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the sign side of the business, because I was focusing more on decor for people's homes and doing events and things like that. I've been volunteering that way for the past 20 years. But then the signs, um, Lisa and I actually watched um, a speaker who gave this amazing presentation of the gospel and who we are in God. And I wanted that on a sign for my own home. So I took his words and just kind of totally experimenting, didn't know what I was doing, didn't, had never really worked with wood before. (laughs) And somehow it came together. And like every mistake I made is what made it more beautiful, which was really cool how God worked through that. And my brother actually, who was a, a real woodworker, very talented. He had passed away not too long before that. And I felt like he was just kind of working through me as well. So it was very therapeutic and healing and um, right. wow. really cool experience to make that first sign. And then Lisa saw it and wanted one. I was like, I need that sign in my house. <laughs> yes. So that was kind of the start of it. And the next thing you know, she's you know telling other people about it. And um, it's just kind of grown a little bit from there.
0: Yes, and you all are in winter garden. Um, it, this is all online. The business is online. I know you guys are excited. There, there might be some of these items in a store coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: Kelly is intentional about everything she does. Yes, she's been this way since her children were little. She's this way with her spouse. She's this way with her faith. She's this way with everything she does in her house. So every little sign she makes, like I'd love for you to tell them when you're actually making a sign what you go through what you do what signs you put on it because i feel like that just that is the love of god that flows through you in every single thing that you do with this
2: yes yeah so my my goal is is to get god's word in people's home because i know how important it is to be able to be reminded and decor isn't just about putting pretty things in your house that you saw in a magazine it's about surrounding yourself with things that are going to inspire you and draw you closer to the lord and as people come into your home, that you can then share your love of the Lord with them when they see that. And so um, that's my ultimate goal and why I wanted to focus the signs on um, scripture. And then um, as I make each one, I I love to pray over the person that's going to have that sign. And so I'll pray specifically over whether it be the verse that they pick for the sign. I pray that for them, knowing that they chose that for a reason. Um, right. Um, So that's just been a really neat thing to be able to connect with people in that way. The stories that have come from just her little sign that she'll send
1: to someone and be like, oh, I'm throwing this in the mail to some person's house that they might put on a shelf. And then the responses she gets is mind blowing, um, all because she stepped out in obedience to make something as simple as a sign, right? Like we think these things are small because we're like, oh, it's a sign on somebody's countertop. And you go, no, that one sign has, has made the life and death difference to what this person in this yes. person sees it's, it's a reminder it's a reminder it's a stop and wait for the lord like it, mm-hmm. they're
0: all so different this family is set apart for his glory is one of the signs one of you know it says love on little boxes um, a thrill of hope which is
2: one of my friends like favorite <laughs> lines um, I, and I just, I just heard recently from a woman, uh, the one that has, uh, most people have been buying lately has been give it to God and go to sleep, which I think, um, it's encouraging that people are turning to the Lord for comfort, but also it, it hurts me that pe- so many people are hurting, but, um, a woman recently sent me a picture of the sign that she had bought on her bedside table with a picture of her husband who had just passed away three months ago. And, um, it just broke my heart and she, I still think of her all the time, but it meant so much to her to have that sign just as a reminder that she could give her sorrow to God and let him comfort her. And um, that meant so much to me.
0: Right. And I I think a lot of people, when they're listening to this, it's like, wow, you're doing a really cool thing. You're having scripture up in people's homes, but you're doing this with the intention of decreasing your name and increasing God's name. Mm -hmm. And you know, so many people are looking for their purpose. They want to have a calling in life. They want their cups to be filled and, you know, let's just go ahead and overflow it. Um, I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. You know, do you feel, I want to say the word fulfilled, but like, does this bring you joy doing
2: this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Brings me joy for sure. Um, I think that it blesses me as much as it might bless others because um when i hear those stories from people just knowing that god would use me <laughs> of all people that he would work through me and let me use my hands to create something that's gonna bring somebody else closer to him um he amazes me <laughs> Amen. every day he amazes me well
0: i wanted you guys to come on because I saw what y'all are doing online. I mean, the spoke is, I mean, that's referring people to Christ right there. You guys mm-hmm. are using your platforms to broadcast God's love. And that's what we're all about here. We're also about encouraging people who are listening to use their positions, whatever they are, to also broadcast God's love, whether they're in the grocery store, whatever they do with their hands, whatever they do with their mouth, whoever they're in front of, wherever their feet are, just to be a light for Christ to them. And say so that's what y'all are doing. and. I just wanted you guys to come on and encourage whoever's listening to use their platform because you feel joy from this, Kelly, from creating these signs. And I I hope people are looking at your signs, you know, if they're listening to this, if they're able to do it, you know, if you're driving, just wait, just listen, (laughs) just look it up later. Don't look yet. Yeah, don't look yet. But is there anything you can say to encourage listeners who are maybe scared or frightened to do something big like this for God's glory?
1: I think think it's amazing where um, we we are so overcome often with fear because we live in a world where all we do is compare. I mean, we have Instagram, we have social media, we have the world, we have magazines, we have TV. So we look at ourselves and we go, okay, I have this in my own personal view of a small talent. Mm -hmm. And in comparison to what's out there, can this actually be used? So why even try and use it when the world has bigger of this talent? And so you stop yourself. And you know, there's a great book by Mark Batterson. It's called In the Pit of the Lion on a Snow In the Pit with the Lion on a Snowy Day, um, and he talks a lot about that that the omission, the, the deciding not to do. The talents that God has given you because you want to play it safe, because you're overwhelmed with fear, because you're overwhelmed with comparison um, is also sinful because God gave you those gifts and talents that are different than anybody else that has been given to gifts and talents is to be used for his glory. And as you say, whether you're using that when you're at the grocery store, whether you're using it in this season of life, because maybe you have little kids. And you're fully focused on literally keeping them alive. Right, so right. you can't be doing some of the things, but you can still use your gifts and talents to encourage others to do something on a small scale. It doesn't always have to be the big scale things that make it important. Yes. Small yes. scale things make it as important as big scales because it's the step of obedience. Right. And a step of obedience, whether small or big is still obedience. And God will honor that always. Amen. Amen. And and he will give you the encouragement and the... Um, and and take away the fear and give you the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for, like courage to even move forward in this. And then you don't, then it's about him because when you dream big and you do big things that, you know, you can't do because you're fearful or you compare or whatever, and you don't think you can, when you dream big, and then you do those things, then only God can get the glory. then Then the glory is not yours. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you do things that you feel prideful with that go, oh, I can do this. So I'm Mm going to do it. And there's no fear. Then it becomes about you. Right. So the things that are, you're actually allowing yourself not to do because you're fear driven are the ways that God is going to shine through you in the biggest way.
0: Lisa. yes I mean I want to learn from you so Kelly please keep going you know why
2: she's the chief encouragement officer (laughs) yes we are diving in (laughs) because she's she's absolutely the reason I stepped out of my fear to I mean what I do seems like people might laugh and be like why are you afraid to do that but I was fearful to take a step forward and she's the one who encouraged me and um but back on doing big things, I would say also not to let fear of not being able to accomplish the big thing hold you back because it's also okay if you're doing a little thing that's only gonna affect a few people. Um, right. And taking baby steps. And that's you know kind of what I feel like God has been doing with me, just taking little baby, baby steps just to you know ease my way out of my fear and out of my comfort zone.
0: <clears throat> right. You know that scripture that talks about the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit um, about starting? I know you talked about it in the beginning, but maybe just go a little deeper just to encourage someone who's starting small, just to know they're not alone. You know, we're all in this together for the Lord. We're doing this for him, giving him glory. Like you said, it's all about him. So can you just encourage someone with your story about starting small?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think just trusting God. I, I felt completely incapable and of doing anything and didn't know where God was leading me. And my tendency would have been to just not do anything, Mm. but I just felt like God was just really pushing me just do this one little thing. I'm going to show you. And that's all it was, was the one little thing I clicked the little, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the little page on Instagram and said, okay, I'm going to start with this. And, um, and I'm still small and I'm still growing and I don't necessarily have goals of becoming big and that's okay. I just want God to use me where I am.
0: Amen. Um, And I think we can't stop. We can't stop. (laughs) We can't gloss over that. You just want God to use you where you are because it's good to have goals. It's good to have dreams huge fan of goals and dreams. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to have direction. uh, You want to have vision for your future and stuff, but you're letting God direct your paths. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that, I just, if you could clarify that a little bit, just to teach whoever's listening, you know, like Lisa was saying earlier, you're very intentional. Mm -hmm. So can you just clarify to us maybe what your goals would look like just to help someone who's listening you know, have direction about their future and what they're planning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was interesting. I'm going to jump in here for a second yes. on her behalf. And then, you know, she can talk a little bit further just because I've kind of watched her do this. Yes. yes. Um. And what has been amazing for me to watch is her overcoming the things are sometimes harder than doing the things, right? So the things you have to overcome are the, th- and the, the things that hold you back are really the things you have to make the he- take the obedience choice to step out in. So for example, for her, the step of kind of even putting anything out there that somebody could potentially criticize. You know perfectionism and that sense of every sign has to be perfect and if there happens to be a mark on it maybe I'll redo it and I look at her and I go no the, the imperfection that makes this so perfect because it's unique yeah. and if every one of them looks absolutely perfect they're not going to be unique and even the, the very first sign when she made for me and she literally wanted to make a second one she was like no I don't love this sign I didn't love how this came together and I was like Kelly it's literally perfect the way it is and it hangs in my living room and it's if you guys want an amazing sign it's one of the first ones and she sells it on her Etsy page. It's um, what is the, it's it's called the letter from God, the letter from God. It's all the reminders about who you are. It's literally mind blowing. And so I have it in my living room because I have three daughters. I have a high schooler and two middle schoolers. And, and so she was like, yeah, but I I just want to make it. And I said, Kelly, I'll tell you what that makes this sign amazing is that it's the words that remind us of who we are in God. And I have my girls every month read that entire sign to remind them about who they are in Christ. And so, so it's watching. her say I am going to step away from the things that are stopping me from doing this and so when she started small I was like just do one sign like you don't have to be like oh I'm gonna have a million goals just do the one sign and that one sign is gonna blow your mind because it's gonna change somebody's life and then it will encourage you to do the second one um you know and even seeing her I mean when she got the Etsy finally got her Etsy store and we were, all of us were encouraging her, get the Etsy store. You need an Etsy store, people need the sign. And she was like, I can't do it. And we were like, you're gonna change lives through this. Just push the button. It just takes one step in pushing the button. But I think a huge thing, and Kelly and I talk about this all the time, is surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded in realizing that everything is through Christ mm. and that your strength is through Christ. You know, I often use an analogy of riding a bike, right? So when right. you start learning how to ride a bike and, you know, you can, we can all visualize that moment we started to learn to ride a bike, right? right yes. And whether it's your dad or your mom or a sibling or whatever teaching you how to ride and you're kind of nervous, we're not right. actually learning to balance. We're just using our balance in a different way. We already know how to balance. If you could walk, you could balance. That's the same way with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is all those things that we think we're not. And we just need to utilize it and say, oh, it's in me. I just have to choose to actually allow that to come out. And that that can therefore only be to God's glory. Um, And so, you know, just talking even for you to talk a little bit about your goals. And I think because your goal has never been different is just, I want to shine God's light. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you've ever sat and been like, oh, I want this to be Magnolia even though all of us think it should be Magnolia. But, you know, it's more just being in each thing that she does, it's purposeful to shine God's light.
0: Yes, yeah, Kelly, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, so I think, um, like Lisa said, overcoming the fear to begin with is definitely the the start of that. Um, Because even to get to a place where I would set a goal (laughs) was a big deal. And so I think just being able to overcome your fear, surround yourself with somebody who's going to encourage you and trusting God. And then, then I could even consider setting a goal because I I wouldn't even know how to set a goal because I didn't know (laughs) what I wanted to do. And so once I allowed other people to speak into my life and encourage me and God to speak into my life and encourage me, then I felt like I could take the next little step of setting a goal. And my goals have been very small. <laughs> it's been right. really just, like I said before, I, I just want God to use me how he wants to use me because I don't know how that is. And for the last 20 years, I've been a stay-at-home mom. And that has been my ultimate goal is to raise my children. And um, so now discovering other ways that he can use me um, has been a journey that I'm still working on. <laughs> yes.
0: And we have a lot of people who listen who are our stay at home moms. So, I mean, this right here, when I go on your pages, I think there is this bold, confident, like just for the Lord person behind it. You know, you're making signs <laughs> like you're fearfully and wonderfully made and God says to move and Friday's disappoint, Sunday's empty tomb, you know, like it, it's just, um, you know, very powerful messages that you put on these signs. Because it's God's
2: word, not mine.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's it. Can you encourage um, the person listening who is a stay-at-home mom right now? Can you just Mm -hmm. encourage them in their gifting and abilities for the Lord, please?
2: I would just encourage them that right now in this season of their lives, that their calling is to their family. And, um, that doesn't mean they can't have other dreams, of course, and God will use them in other areas, but don't think that because you don't have a business and you don't have something else outside the home that, that you're insignificant because your Mm -hmm. ultimate calling right now is those children and, and your husband, if you have one at home and, um, that God is using you in huge ways to impact generations and generations. And um, I think that's been, what Lisa and I have talked about that a lot too. It's so easy as a stay-at-home mom to look at other working women and feel like you don't have a purpose and you're not serving the Lord. And I think um, you absolutely are. Yeah,
0: where he has you planted, who is in front of you.
2: Exactly. That's who you're
0: called to serve. That's good. Wow. This is great. And then you guys are going to love this. So we're just going to dive even deeper in the, I'm like swimming in the pool and we're going go we to the shallow, <laughs> we're going to the deep end. We're, we're just going to continue on. You shared a scripture before we started recording this podcast. And I think it just paints a picture of just like you're taking every day, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we always ask at the end of the podcast, what's a scripture that's helping you in this season? And today you dove in, you went into God's word and, and he directed you. And, and I think a lot of people who are opening up God's word are just wanting him to say like, this is what I want you to do. And this is how I want you to do it. And you got that today from his word. So Mm -hmm. can you just tell us what happened and.
2: You know what it led you to hear, so yeah. We'll yes, that. <laughs> yes. Well, if it's okay, I'm going to share. going to share too because I also have another verse that is really yes. um, serving me at this time that I want to share as well. But the story right. we talked about earlier uh, that I think is just—I can't stop just smiling <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> about how God spoke to me this morning because I um, just was nervous about being on the podcast. I'm not um, comfortable with public speaking and and all of those things and um was in a hurry this morning and was going to rush out the door but I hadn't done my bible study yet and I thought no well God obviously led me he's like nope you're gonna read this today you you have a sign that says read your bible girl I do there's a sign that says that there's your sign (laughs) and (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and um so i happened to be doing a study um through proverbs 31 ministries on exodus and i'm a day behind so it worked out that today when i sat down to read i couldn't believe it opened it up and it was in exodus 4 and i'll read it to you if that's okay Yes. it says but moses said to the lord oh my lord i am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Mm. <laughs> and I yeah. I just can't even begin to tell you how much, I, I immediately started crying when I read this <laughs> because yeah. I absolutely was telling God, who am I to to speak and to be on this podcast? And he told me, Go, and I will be your mouth and teach you. But then it goes on, and he says, I will also provide you Aaron, your brother. I know he can speak well. Allow him to speak with you. And Lisa is my Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And look Lisa. at how amazing
1: job she's doing. Oh, Lisa she is you your you Aaron. Lisa is your
0: Aaron. No, I think it's so, oh, it's such a blessing to have both of you all on because, Your gifting and abilities are so different and they're for the Lord. And whoever is listening to this, like, just do it for Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. Lisa, you're the chief encouragement officer, but you're also a life coach Mm -hmm. and you're also a motivational speaker. You do speaking events and speaking engagements. And you, you've been throughout this whole interview, listening to Kelly's story. You know, she's the owner, the operator, the creator of this business. Is there anything that you wanna share uh, just to anybody who's listening from hearing Kelly's story?
1: I think um, focus on obedience and not on fear because we can choose to focus on one or the other. When we focus on fear, we allow Satan to walk in and fear can be like fire. Like you start focusing on fear, it's gonna be all encompassing and you will get nothing accomplished. Right when you focus on obedience, that doesn't mean you're not, you know, fearful in the right way, but you're choosing to be obedient, even if it feels scary. And then you're allowing God to carry you because you're doing it for him, not for yourself. Right. And so over, you know, allowing yourself to overcome fear is, you know, a lot of that is surrounding yourself with people who see the talents you see in yourself that you don't even want to admit you have. Yes. And encouraging them. And, and kind of sometimes pushing you a little bit towards them to say, no, you need to do this because this is an amazing gift that God has uniquely given you that nobody else can do. And this is your calling and pushing you towards that, um, spending a lot of time on your knees praying. Yes. And and kind of coming up with your own coping mechanisms for when you have fear. Who's your 911 call? Like when something happens like really bad in your house, if there's fire and you have fear, who do you call? You call your 911. What is your 911? Mm. Who are the people that are your 911 after going to scripture and praying? And so instead of then sitting in that and going, let this fire consume me, it's how am I going to put those mechanisms in place that get me out of the fire um, and I'm going to actually say to them, being being humble enough to say, I'm scared, right. I'm scared to step out in faith. I'm scared to do this little business. I'm scared to take this job. I'm scared to go back to school. You know, guess what? I'm 25 years old or, or 35 years old and now. I, my kids—I've had three kids—and they're finally back in school. And I want to go back to to college because I never went to college. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. What are they going to think of me? Because everybody else in college is 20. You know, Bye. I don't know what your thing is that you're trying to do. That you know, God gives a nagging to us to go. This is what I want you to do. You know, for me. Um yes I might speak well but it's funny because I have my an older brother who is a pastor of a very large successful church And I have a sister who's a very good writer and God's like, okay, you're going to do speaking and doing some writing. And I go, excuse me, those are not my talents. Those are their talents. And God's going, no, 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 your talents are uniquely yours and theirs are uniquely theirs. So my fear is always based on comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have to let that go and say, okay, stop comparing, allow God to use you because he made you uniquely. Um, And so just stepping out in obedience, when we step out in obedience, God shows up. Yep. And then he carries us. Yeah. I mean,
0: when you said my fear is based on comparison, I think everyone can relate who has social media. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. everyone can relate who has something that they want, but don't have it yet. You know? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, can you encourage someone who's listening and, and is struggling with comparison? I think it's just a real, it's just a real time to talk about comparison right now in the age of 2021. 20, um,
1: I think, you know, we, we just did this um, conference with, I guess, before COVID um, that Kelly um, and I worked on together, they called the reset conferences that we, we started as this whole new thing called reset conferences, because it's resetting our perspective on different areas of faith. Um, and we really talked about resetting our perspective on identity. And I think comparison does not have power when you know that your identity is in Christ. Because when you fully know that your identity is in Christ and who you are in Christ, you're going to stop comparing. When you're questioning whether your identity is based on accolades or titles or schooling or business sizes or what your kids can accomplish or what other moms are doing because they do the perfect Pinterest parties or whatever it is, then you're not focusing at all on your identity in Christ. The more you focus on your identity in Christ and your identity in Christ can only be built the more you focus on scripture. And so, you know, Kelly did this amazing uh, sign that that comes from that song, um, I am who you say I am. Yes! One of our absolute favorite songs and was completely a theme for our entire conference. And she did this incredible (laughs) backdrop that literally says, I am who you say I am. And I think, We have to focus on that when we open our eyes in the morning and we say, am I who he says I am? Do I really believe that? Because it's a choice to believe, right? And if we really believe that, then our life is gonna reflect that. If we really don't believe that, then our life is gonna reflect comparison, fear, focusing on social media, focusing, because then we're looking at the things that are gonna make us feel like we're something. But when we're looking towards him to make us feel like we're something, those things will become less important. Mm
2: yes that's something i found with since having um this instagram account for business has been a challenge for me because especially with um decor i want to look at other accounts to be inspired but that often can lead to feeling um inadequate and comparing and all of that and so i have to just continue to tell myself that God is using me the way he wants to use me. He's using them the way he wants to use them. And let's inspire each other. Let's not compare and feel less than. Let's be inspired by each other. And so. um, And you can do practical things. Like if you know, I mean, we all know listening to
1: this or talking about this. You can already probably know the top three areas that you compare, right? Right. Whether it's physical, whether it's wealth, whether it's business success, whatever it is, you know, I compare these. And you know what? Grab post-it notes and fill them with verses that talk about truth in the opposite of what you are fearing and stick them on your refrigerator, stick them in your purse, stick them on your mirror, stick them everywhere that you have those moments of feeling inadequate where you are always pointed to truth. And there's only one area where truth lies. And so surround yourself with truth. Don't just read your Bible in the morning, close it and expect the rest of your day, you're gonna go through without insecurity. You carry those truths with you and you know, whether you're memorizing them, whether you have them on your dashboard, be honest enough with yourself to say, I struggle in this area, so I need reminders. We all need reminders. And so stick them all over wherever you can. Have those little reminders. So in that moment where you're tempted, to go onto the Instagram because you're feeling insecure and you want to justify to yourself your own insecurity and you're going onto an Instagram page and say, see, I'm right. I'm not as good as X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. You instead of picking up your phone to do that, you're picking up the verse that tells you the truth of who you are in Christ. Right. So set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for,
0: for success. Focus on your identity in Christ and focus on those truths. Carry those mm-hmm. truths with you. Those are some practical things that we can take from this conversation and use. And I would be remiss, I hope I use that word in the right context, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) to say I need to know what bespoke means because when I I Google it, it's B-E-S-P-O-K-E. So what does bespoke mean?
2: Bespoke, I guess it's an old English word and used to only refer to custom tailored suits, but now it's become more commonly used to refer to something that is custom made to your specifications, handcrafted, unique. Um, And so that's kind of what I do. But then I also love that um, I want my work to speak to people's hearts. And for God to speak to them through my work. And so I like that kind of double meaning of bespoke.
1: spoke. <laughs> and we're all custom
2: made to God. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's what I say about, you know, the signs that even though they're, because most of them have a distressed look, they may be messy mm. and imperfect, but that's beautiful. the beauty in them. And that's how God is with us. He makes us beautiful through our mess.
0: Yes. I mean, and the pricing on these are really reasonable. So mm-hmm. you guys were talking about this. I mean, they've got the bigger signs for $50. I mean, there's different prices for each thing, but um, you know, there's pricing as like $17 and things like that. So when you're listening to this, I just want you to know that there's a variety of prices, there's variety of sizes, and it's still the word of God. It's still encouraging messages to bring you back to God's word. So um, I just am so thankful to have you all on. I want to ask you both what scriptures helping y'all in the season,
2: if that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I just love how God's working on it. y'all's heart. Um, so mine, and this, this all comes back to this whole journey I've been on really over the last year of stepping out and um, stepping out in faith and overcoming fear. And I, I love this verse so much. It's in the message version. It's Romans eight, 14 through 16. And, um, I love the way this version says it. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you received is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. That's my favorite part, adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? I love that too. I love imagining myself looking up at him and just asking what's next papa still just his child and then it says god's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are confirms yes what does that mean to you what does it mean you really are Yes. that that comes back to what lisa was talking about identity and who i am i am who he says i am and so his spirit touches my spirit and confirms that i am who he says i am not who the world says i am Not who, somebody who doesn't like my signs or doesn't like the work I do says I am. You're five (laughs) stars by the way, you're five stars. (laughs) People have been very kind. Oh, That's funny. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's good. Um, But yeah, that's so, that's my favorite verse right now. It's just uh, really, um, I'm actually about to make a sign for this with this verse for myself. So maybe I'll put that in the shop as well. but just I keep telling myself to live adventurously, expectant of what God has for me, because um, I want Him to use me. I don't want to. My tendency, like I said before, is just to to sit back and be afraid to take the next step. But I want um, I want Him to use me, however that is.
0: Yes, a walk with God, walking with God, living life on purpose for God is exciting. It's an adventure, and mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. It's a great reminder that today's an adventure living life for god is an adventure so lisa is there anything you want to
1: share there is my one of the verses i mean this section of of scripture i've always loved um jeremiah 29 but i'm not doing 11 which is what everybody knows i'm actually (laughs) going to 13 which is you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart And I think, you know, I don't know, there's there's probably a ton of listeners who are either stay-at-home moms or are working or a mixture of both. And it's a very busy season of life, regardless of where you find yourself. And so it's more of a reminder to me on a daily basis to say, okay, you know, we always go, okay, God, like, where are you? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? What do you want me to start? And he's going, okay, well, I'm here. You just actually have to come and sit on the couch and talk to me and actually listen to me, not talk to me while you're looking at your phone or while you're listening to your conversation with your kids are you actually stopping and going, I am seeking God with all my heart and my focus, right? Right? Because in order to seek him with all your heart, you have to be fully focused on him. And then you will find him because he's there and he will be able to give you the answers you're looking for. And so for me in the season of crazy busyness with kids and sports and life and, you know, things you're volunteering at and things that you're involved in to go, okay, when you get overwhelmed and you're going, I just want to seek the answers, are you seeking God with all your heart? Not just, oh, yes, I'm doing my Bible study. Check that off the list. Are you fully present when you do that? So it's more of a reminder for me in this season of life. Are you praying over your grocery list? I'm Absolutely. <laughs> are you praying that Mary Coppins can show up and, and actually make dinner for you? That yes. is more what I'll
2: be praying for. Just
0: keeping the open dialogue with Christ. Yep. Keeping that open dialogue. This is amazing. Thank you both. How can we connect with both of you?
2: I am on Instagram at bespoke underscore home and gatherings. Okay. And then my Etsy shop is bespokehomegoods.etsy.com. Okay. Great. And Lisa, how do we connect okay. with you? So I have um, my Instagram and Facebook are the same. It's just
1: Lisa, which is L-I-Z-E underscore Landis, which is L-A-N-D-I-S underscore coaching. Um, and then I also just have lisa Landis, um, .com Okay, as well. And- so you have to tell everybody where you're from. We should have talked about this in the beginning. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, you guys are all probably didn't listen to a thing, and they're all going, "Is she from, you, you know, Europe or from Australia?" I am actually from South Africa. So, ding, ding, ding. For those of you actually got it right, so that's awesome. <laughs> ding, 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 ding,
0: ding, South Africa, and we have listeners yes. in South Africa. So shout Yay! out, South Africa. Shout out to all of you. Yes, loving the Lord World worldwide, worldwide. That's so great. Okay, thank you all so much. At the end of every podcast. I always pray, Lord, I pray that we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring.
1: Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at haitibiblemission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laurelokinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest.